Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ready! (laughs) Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We got to have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. One, two, three. It's time for the post-game show with Shope and the Bulldog. Hey, everybody. The Bills easily over Pittsburgh today, 38-3. The third play of this game was a 98-yard touchdown pass, Allen to Davis. And, like, it wasn't over then. No. But that's kind of how I think I'll remember it (laughs) for being... You know, on the third play of the game, the kickoff opening kickoff didn't go too well. No, that was a that was a that was made into a meal by Taiwan Jones back there. And I'm third and ten at my two. And you know, come on, heaven. Right, <laughs> right, pretty good. Yeah, and you know they 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 couldn't kneel the rest of the time. I mean, they only gave up three points. Right? That's right. So. They didn't need another <laughs> good play. Their, their first score was enough, but man. They just, uh, man, they have a ferocious amount of firepower on this team. And to have the kind of statistical performance by Davis and Diggs, both over 100 yards, Davis way over 100 yards, Allen, and, and they, like, you know, what did they throw a couple times to open the fourth quarter, and then that was it. Um, I mean, after the Cook touchdown, nobody's in the game and like it's like the, it's like the Tennessee game you've got these these incredible right. statistics and you're like what is going to happen maybe we'll find out next week and I, I maybe I, I I don't want to know um what it's like to watch this team have to trade punches with someone with offensive firepower but I mean who knows what what <laughs> where the limits are for this team if they had to keep playing in the fourth quarter holy cow bills go to four and one and back in first place in the AFC East, Miami loses at the Jets. They lose Teddy Bridgewater very early in this game to a head injury. He did not return. So an easy win for the Jets there. New England wins. It's the Bills and the Chiefs. Pittsburgh, for me, and I think for many, Pittsburgh was a little bit of a like an uncomfortable opponent this week with how consistently good or very good they've been for many years. I kept saying this week, I've never seen the Bills really rough up the Steelers Mm -hmm. they've beaten them even in the last few years but not like they're favored by 14 you want to see better than just a win and we got it I mean this game was a mismatch over at halftime Allen over well over 300 yards in the first half and he wraps up with the second most passing yards in Bill's history the most in a game that did not go to overtime on 20 completions not like 42 or whatever he had in Miami Right. Let's go to Allen. He's speaking now. Up to, to take a shot like that. It's not too often that you get a chance to do that um, early on in the game and um, backed up. Obviously, the, the kick return, you know, put us at the two-yard line, put us behind the eight ball a little bit there. Um, but guys were resilient. Um, we didn't blink. Nope. And, uh, you know, just trusted our guys, and they made some plays. Could you take us through the two one ones the game? Yeah. Um, obviously, they, uh, on that first third down, um, they doubled both of them. Uh, they both doubled Steph and Gabe. From what I saw, I saw the safety go this way. I saw two guys kind of sitting here playing the sticks a little bit, and Gabe just, uh, you know, did his thing and ran and gave him a chance to go make a play, and he did. And then that second one, uh, just felt the safety a little flat-footed, um, knowing Gabe was running, and uh, just gave him a chance to go catch a ball, and 
he kind of tipped it straight into the safety's stomach and then pulled it out. Like it was a, it was an unbelievable play by him. But I got so much trust and faith, you know, in 13. Um, so it was good to see him get going, you know, getting the ball early and often. And I wouldn't say often. I mean, he only had three catches, but for 170 and two touchdowns, which is pretty crazy. It's uh, not too not too often like you have those type of drives. I, I mean, we had a I think we had a one play drive, two two play drives, and a three play drive, which ended in touchdowns and. Um, that's that's crazy. So Minka's over the top there. I mean, you know, he's like it's double coverage, but you you saw that Minka was a little flat-footed. Felt a little flat-footed, and again, I'm just trusting trusting my guy more than anything. And um, you know, he's coming off a little bit of a couple weeks of an ankle, and, and I just wanted him to know that like I trust him implicitly. You know, I'm going to give him these opportunities, and um, when you continue to make them. It makes it that much easier to trust a guy. Josh, I'm going to follow up on, on that with you. As far as him coming off the ankle, did you have a sense going into this game that he was back to 100 percent that he was going to maybe factor in like he did? Yeah, and actually, I think I saw it um, in our little walkthrough that we do on Saturdays, which was yesterday, obviously. Um, just the way that he was moving, you know, bouncing around on it, and I was like, okay, this this guy's ready to go, and uh, he was. Josh, you've had long touchdowns. Right? 98 yards is you know your longest, obviously. Um, when it when he connects, like that's odd. You you almost get to somewhat celebrate with your teammates before he's even made it to the end zone. Did you feel that way after you let? I it did, out? yeah. And I I got kind of hit right when I threw it, so I didn't see him catch it. Um, I just kind of heard the crowd go crazy, and you know, got helped up and just saw him by himself, uh, 90, 90 plus yards down the field. Um, those are those ones are cool. It's gonna be tough to beat. Yeah, when you walk in at halftime, you had thrown for 324 yards. I mean, what does that feel like when you, I mean, did you feel like you were just dominating? No, I, honestly, I felt like I missed a few throws, um, you know, and I was a little ticked off for a couple of the, the passes I had early on in the game. And, um, you know, just trying to, I want to complete every ball. Obviously, I know it's not, not typically possible, um, but there's some things that I, that I could have done better early on in that game. Um, but again, our defense played outstanding tonight. The uh, game, game was dominant. Any thoughts on that? No, I mean that, that's going to help us going forward. You know, getting this run game involved, and that we did a good job. Our backs did a great job running the ball today, and seeing uh, James get going, get his first touchdown, getting Khalil his first touchdown in their NFL career. So um, that's a special moment for those guys, and I'm, I'm happy we got to be a part of it. Well, these, the numbers tell a pretty impressive story, from especially from halftime against Baltimore on. I guess talk about the way this, this defense is. Our defense came in with, with a great mindset today. Um, you know, everybody was ready to go. You know, offense started off. You know, I was, I was getting ready for the punt, and you know, I walked to the other side of the field, getting ready for the punt. And I'm looking up, and you see Gabe going 98 yards for the touchdown. And all I could just say, man, is it, it was unbelievable, man. So, you know, we just all kind of followed Josh's lead, man. He's so laid back. Um, Coach McDermott is a great leader. Coach Washington, Coach Frazier, man, we came into this game with a great mindset. Um, you know, Kenny, he, he played he played well. You know, for his first start, um, they got him out the pocket, and you know he was extending extending plays, and you know doing what he does. What you know to hold him to three points, man, it is an incredible day for our defense. Tanya, you have Brandon Bean shirt on there. How impressed are you with him? Yeah. Yeah. You got to see the back yeah. too, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice. He's a guy, man. And when, and when you're down like starters that we have, when you're down so many starters, and you get your core guys to come in and play the way they play today, man, that, that shows you that. That being in the front office, they put together a great team, man. And it's, it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of this, and I'm happy to be, I'm happy to be a Buffalo Bill for sure. Run defense on. Um, you know, I know you guys had a tough challenge last week, but this is the third time you've held an opponent under 60 yards rushing. I mean, what is it that you guys look angry out there when you tackle them? Like, it's an angry tackle. I mean, Coach uh, McDermott, he challenged the offensive line and the defense, defensive line coming to this game. He said it was going to be one up front. Um, Jordan Phillips, you know, he took that he took that uh, that challenge personally, and our offensive line did too. And they came out and they, they blocked their asses off, and our, and our defensive line they played their ass off. And um, you know, all four quarters, even when they put the twos in, they, they still didn't let the standard drop. And it was an incredible day for all the guys that, that stepped up there. It was a good win for the Buffalo Bills. It was evident early in the game that they were picking up Kyrie a little bit in passing. They were. Well, he got a pick. What What did it say when he comes back and gets that pick and? You know, he, Kyrie, he's put in so much work. Um, every single day, he does all the right things. From you know, I'm I'm watching him. You know, I'm in the in the training room. I spend most of my time in the training room when I'm done with work. He's in the training room with me. He's watching film. He's talking to Trey White. He's doing all the things that he could possibly do to have success. 
And when you see a young guy go out there and have success like he did today, man, it, it just shows you, you know, success is, uh, it, it leaves clues. And he's been doing everything that he possibly can do to have success, man. It was great. We talk, we talk, I talk to him each and every week, like, man, this is your week. This is your weekend. It was good to see him have success. Josh, Lance and Josh Long talked about the depth of this team on defense. What about the depth of this team on offense when you're missing three receivers and Dawson Knox to be able to put up numbers like that? What does it say about guys like you know Shakir and, and, and Cook? Yeah, I mean, one, that's, that's guys being ready, being true professional football players, knowing their assignments, going out and executing a game plan. The offensive staff, you know, their, their prospective uh, position coaches, making sure that those guys are ready. But, you know, um, it was really cool getting to play with my former teammate in college, Tanner Gentry, him coming up and knowing his job. He got, you know, uh, he got in there. Isaiah Hodgins just signed him from the practice squad. Um, guys that have been here for a while that have just kind of waited their turn and just continued to work um, and to see them kind of get get some of that burn and, and pay dividends for how hard that they've been working. But, again, talk about a guy like Shakir who gets thrown into the starting lineup. We're going down two, um, two slot guys, and he goes in there and has a great day. Um, I know the fumble happened, but again, I, I trust Quentin, Quentin implicitly. I mean, the guy just continues to work hard. Him and Tommy, um, you know, they, they stepped up in, in the run game, in the pass game, in the protection game. Uh, they did their job tonight. But again, it's like what Vaughn alluded to earlier, just trusting the guys that we've brought into this building in our front office, bringing in the right guys that care about football, care about each other. Um, and when you have that, you're going to have success. Is there something seeing what Kansas City did to Tampa Bay that you want them to, maybe now knowing that you're now knowing, being aware that you can look ahead to Kansas City? I mean, is, is this a message perhaps sent by the Bills team that you guys are, 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 are for real? Going to set up? Yeah, no, it's, it's one to know each week. That's, that's our mindset. Um, it's a week-to-week -week league. You know, it, it's hard to win this league. So... We're going to celebrate this one tonight, have a good time, um, move on tomorrow, watch this film, and, and then we'll get on to Kansas City. Josh, let's talk about your, your, your ability in front two to stay connected, concentrate in a game like this where it was going, let's face it, pretty easy through the first half, and then the whole way through, and you know, and obviously a hiccup here and there, but you don't let off the gas pedal. Is that internally, as we've talked about, how did how'd you guys keep that together? That's all we talk about is, is mindset, not blinking. And you can't blink in a fight. Um, whether we're down by 17 points, don't blink. Let's, let's, let's build brick by brick to get back into the game. If we're up 21 points, let's not blink. Let's keep this lead and let's keep pushing. Um, we like to go fast. You know, we, we, like to, you know, we like to do what we do on defense. Josh does what he does on offense. And I feel like mindset is really separates uh, you know, good teams from other good teams. And we came into this mindset with the killer instinct. Um, Attitude, uh, the mindset of domination. We talk about domination. We watch, you know, Kobe, and you know, we saw his mindset about domination and starting games off. And that's that's all we try to do. We just try to take it one play at a time and have that mindset of domination. Kobe, Kobe. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Josh Allen with Von Miller live from the locker room. Brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local Two Ten. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. We'll get to your calls, of course. 716-803-0550 through the next 90 minutes or so. We also have Sean McDermott coming up very soon. His news conference brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at northtownauto.com. Back after this break, this is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Snap. Josh handles it. Back to throw. Pocket collapsing. Fires a deep one downfield. Looking for Gabe Davis. Makes the catch at midfield. He's going to sail into the end zone. Gabe Davis at the 20, at the 10. Touchdown! Holy mackerel, 98 yards! Touchdown, Gabe Davis on third and ten at their own two. That's a way to start. Holy mackerel! Not much question about what the choice for today's electric play of the game was going to be. You get a 98-yard touchdown on the Bills' first possession. That is it. Allen to Davis. Electric play of the game brought to you by Town BMW. For an electrifying performance, check out Town BMW's line of EVs. My second choice would have been also a long touchdown pass to Gabe Davis, which that was fun to see in slow motion when they shared the ball yeah. for the last, I mean, it's through the end zone, could be maybe the three or four yard line where they both, Davis and the Steeler player Fitzpatrick, had their hands on the ball. And I thought when they showed it in slow motion that Fitzpatrick had it. Like, yeah. as they're nearing the back of the end zone, 
I, I'm surprised he was not able to turn. Maybe he was out of gas. I don't know. I, I'm surprised by how that looked, that he was not able to sort of turn his back toward Davis, easy for me to say, watching on you know in this chair, mm-hmm. and keep possession there, or even just take it to the ground. If, if the ball comes out, that's a win for Pittsburgh. Uh, but Dave, Davis is able Great to wrestle it away. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Strong play. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Sean McDermott still to come. Now the Skyworks stats of the game. Skyworks equipment rental, building America from the ground up. Visit skyworksllc.com. The Bills beat the Steelers 38-3. to Allen, record-setting, and he didn't play the fourth quarter again. Like, that's – we had this last year from time to time. 20 for 31, 424, four touchdowns all in the first half. And an interception, Levi Wallace, by the way. Uh, Allen was, again, the Bills' leading rusher. Five for 42. Singletary came out, tied you know? Him. Tied him. <laughs> right. Tied him. Co-leading yeah. rusher. Right. Six for 42. James Cook. Hello. First career touchdown. First career anything. Four for 31. And that score. Receivers. Davis. Three for 171 and two. My God. What <laughs> a disgusting stat line. I, mean, I, I yeah, I, mean, I guess like twelve for you know one seventy one would be incredible too, but three for one seventy one is just bonkers. Right. It was two for one sixty and two, right. and I wonder if the league has ever seen that. Two catches, both touchdowns, an average of eighty yards. Bills fans may remember Lee Evans in a game in Houston in two thousand six. He had two eighty yard touchdown catches in the first quarter. But he had a catch in between, so it's great. Maybe he's even better. Uh, close, but not two for 160 and two. Davis, three for 171 and two. Diggs, who might go unnoticed here, eight for 102 and a touchdown. Shakir, his first career TD, three for 75 and a score. We were really worried, you know, relatively worried about depth here, injuries, Knox being out. McKenzie doesn't make it. Of course, Crowder and Kumaro already. Look what, we, look what you got. Yeah, I've been telling you all week and maybe all summer, Shakir will be able to help them. They got a call on him, and he'll be fine. He had a drop today, so it wasn't a perfect day for him. It was a pretty easy catch that he dropped uh, there. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, 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 he showed up. I think they can count on him. I, I was sort of optimistic McKenzie would make it. I was surprised when, um, when the inactives came out. But, you know, you never know with concussions. So I never felt as, as worried as maybe others did about – their depth because of Shakir, and that certainly showed up today. But you even you even got Hodgins in on this game, mm-hmm. uh, they, they, so they 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 got down the depth chart and guys produce. I mean, it just what an easy day. Quentin Morris, easy for me to say. Uh, what an easy day. Yes, Quentin Morris as well. Right? Three for thirty nine. Uh, Pittsburgh Pickett, Kenny Pickett in his first start, thirty four for fifty two, three twenty seven, and an interception by Kyir Elam. You know, I like this kid. You do. I liked him today. Yeah, I really did. I was impressed. I mean, I, I, the game was ridiculous. Um, and, you know, the object is to get in the end zone, and they didn't do any of that. But I, I like I like his I like his moxie. I, I like his ability. I, I think he's nice. It, it did uh, come, you know, on, dis- on display with those two scraps, especially yeah. the second one. Pickett himself got up and shoved Shaq Lawson after Lawson hit him low. We, all, we saw A.J. Epinesa get thrown out of the game there, about a minute left, for what looked like he had elbowed the referee, John Hussey. And Hussey takes exception to that, throws his hat. I guess he'd already thrown his flag, so that's when you see the hat go, and he shouts at Epinesa, you're gone. So um, we'll see what else, if anything, comes from that. The game was almost over at that point. Maybe we'll talk about that some more. Uh, Pittsburgh also, just quickly, Jalen Warren ends up the leading rusher, 5 for 24, ineffectual. George Pickens was nice, 6 for 83, and his best catch didn't count. Come on, he was in on that one, right? Was Pittsburgh sleeping? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't have, I mean, maybe just, like, whatever. (laughs) You can't do that to a guy. Right, you should should want that to count. Yeah, but it was was weird that they did not throw the challenge flag there. Tony Romo, like, sort of bent over backwards, trying to, figure out why they didn't do it there's some sort of inside jokes happening there like you know nance was giving him credit for how he was talking oh maybe that they actually knew he was out of bounds 
I don't know. Was he? But he got his hand down pretty obviously. Anyway, not a meaningful play, but for the that's an amazing catch that doesn't count. Didn't count. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's take a call. We're waiting for Sean McDermott. It's time to get the Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's first response from the fans. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. Here's Jordan with us. Hi, Jordan. Jordan. Hey there. Yeah. First of all, no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. That's the first thing I want to say. Second is... It's nice to see guys like Dable and Wallace doing well. I'd be less happy if if we had lost and Wallace did well. But I wanted to get your take on how much of the credit Bean deserves. They had a graphic on TV about how many of these draft picks we have that have, have done so well over the last couple of years. And uh, I just wanted to get your take on how much credit for all these wins that Bean deserves. Well, I mean, he's the general manager, so a lot. He's built the best team in the league. Yeah, I think he deserves a lot of credit. For and that. and that, would, that would always be the case. I mean, pretty much always be the yeah. case. They did. It was one of those games. They did go long on their path to Allen in, in that draft with the trades and the moves that were made. Remember that Bean was not here the first year. This goes if you started Allen in 18 and, you know, I don't I guess I don't know for sure whether he had input. He hadn't. He didn't have the job yet, though, in in 2017. But of course, by the next year, he does, and that's most of uh, what we've got. But you know what? They, the first year, just started slashing salary cap. You know, they made mm-hmm. the playoffs anyway. They did the work. Yeah. That 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 was the the story of that first season. So of course, he gets and deserves a lot of credit. Uh, let's go to Amber next. Hi, Amber. Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, Great, I really Amber, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm originally from Buffalo, New York. I live in New Jersey with my husband. Second time you've had me on, I really appreciate it. Um, So (laughs) I really want to say I know it's embarrassing, but I love Tony Romo, and I think him calling the game is good luck for us. Um, So I do want to hear your thoughts on on that. Um, I also want to say Hamlin at safety. I mean, he was all over the field. It It was a physical game. I think that Hamlin played really great, especially Poirier being out. Um, I think that it was a it was a great game played by Hamlin. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. And I'm excited for Kansas City next week. And uh, yeah, let's go, Bills. All right, Amber. All right, yeah, ha- Hamlin's a big part of that. You know, that that, that, that secondary has been it's shredded from a, from a health standpoint. No Poyer again today. Hopefully his ribs heal up and he can get back next week for the Chiefs. But you know, you know Hyde is already out. And yeah, I mean, it just seems whoever they need to lean on is going to make plays for them. Um, I like Romo a lot, too. Um, so we'll get we'll get another dose of him next week, right? National game in Kansas City. That, absolutely. Right. Next week's game should have the announcers from the Naked Gun kind of thing, where it's like all the network guys should be at that <laughs> Everybody's game. Everybody's Al there. Michaels, Nance, <laughs> Joe Buck. They should all be there for that one. I wouldn't say he's good luck. I mean, I, that's not really my jam anyway, but the last time we saw him was was in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, but I like them. I like them a lot too. It's cool. It's just it's status. You don't have to like their best announcers. You know, we don't always like their number one guys. But it's status that this team, of course, has uh, has deserved. They talked a lot about, or not a lot, but here and there about just wanting to come back here more. Nash yeah. was at the, early in the game. He's just mm-hmm. like, we haven't been here in a few years. You know, we've seen them on the road all the time. And then he said, I have a feeling we're going to be in Buffalo frequently, or something to that effect. Um, you know, we'll be coming here a lot. Well, get that's, the one seed. Right. That would, that's, a, that's a way to make it happen. <laughs> Win your games. All right. Uh, thanks for the call. We'll take a break. Have Sean McDermott coming up. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. This is Buffalo Bills football. Oh, wait. Up, 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 up. We're not going to break, actually, because I guess McDermott's ready. So here he is. Okay. We'll go ahead and get started. Good win. Glory to God for all his blessings. And um, proud, of, proud of the guys, the way they – we're focused in on this week, taking it one week at a time. And then, um, you know, we had a number of guys miss the game, and I thought the guys did a great job of just being resilient. The guys that were called upon to, to play uh, were prepared and, uh, and did a good job there. So uh, good to play at home. Crowd was phenomenal again in two home games. Um, just a very unique environment around here. So I appreciate them. And with that, we'll turn it over to you. John, can you speak to the, um, you mentioned the guys stepping up. You were down a lot of players today. 
the young kids, like Shakira, for instance, and a couple others, if you just speak to those guys being, like you said, kind of ready to go and contributing. Yeah, um, you know, you don't take that for granted. I thought it takes two. It takes the player and it takes the coach uh, to get him ready to go. And, and uh, whether it was Shakir, I'll, I'm going to leave some names out. Uh, Shakir, Isaiah Hodgins out there, Tanner Gentry, um, uh, Q Morris out there making some, making some plays. I thought the line did a good job. I know I'm jumping around here topic-wise, but the line did a good job running the foot, helping us run the football. I thought that was uh, – we had better detail today in, in the run game. And um, But my hat goes off to the offensive line. I know uh, what, that they've been working hard and got a lot of confidence in those guys. And defensively, um, you know, just good to uh, stand up when we needed to stand up and um, had the turnover – a chance to go up, I think, early 10 points maybe or something like that, and and uh, defense had to come back out and enforce a three and out. We did that. So um, a lot to learn from, some good things, obviously, and I guess I left out the defensive guys. Uh, Tyrell Dodson that stepped in there and did a good job and led our defense uh, on the secondary, you know, with uh, with DeMar and, and Quan working together in tandem out there. That was good to see. So... Uh, the communication, the preparation, uh, real proud of those guys. Can you, I asked Josh this, if I want to ask you too. Obviously, players are doing things to get open, but it felt like you guys just completely out-schemed them. Your receivers were running open. Everybody, it wasn't just one guy. So explain, was that just most of great scheming this week? And just explain it. No, I just think it's uh, good detail. Uh, we harped on the detail during the week, and it paid off in the execution. And that's that's what you got to do: is you got to have the detail uh, in order to execute. And I thought we executed at a high level when we needed to, uh, which is good to see. Josh had talked about how I think it was during the walkthrough he said he kind of saw the way Gabe was moving, and he had a sense of the fact that he was back to close to 100 percent off that ankle. Did you have that sense, and did you figure he might factor into the game the way he did? Well, I thought you know the, the last two weeks. Um, you know, I know a lot's been talked about about Gabe, and he's been pushing through. It's real easy not to push through, um, but he put the team first, even though he wasn't 100%. And then um, I just think his process uh, this week in particular really, really showed, um, and uh, and he got himself exactly where he needed to be to, to have the game he did, and and that's because of what he did during the week. Opening drive, you're on the Can you? Maybe walk us through what was said in the headset, or what do you know the play that's about to be called? You know what the potential result can be. You're backed up there. As that call is being made by Ken, what's going what's going through your mind in, in regard to what this could potentially be right here? Home run play. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, he, I think he called for a touchdown. Is what he yeah, said. Run, run the run the exactly. touchdown play. Yeah, yeah. 98. <laughs> run the 98 yarder. Yeah. yeah, that one. <laughs> no, I mean just again the, the level of execution was very high right there. There's a chance because of what happened on the opening kickoff that we're, that we're punting out of our own end zone into the wind, which is not ideal. So we needed a first down at least right there. And, and the O-line gave Josh time, and the connection between Josh and, and Gabe was the result that you saw. So, um, again, the execution was, was a key factor there. Sean, you talk about the young guys being ready, coaches getting them ready. But having their veteran teammates believe that young guy is going to be ready because we hear Bond talk about it, Josh going to Shakir when he's open. What does that mean when you know the vets are buying in that the young guys are going to be ready to go? Yeah, they help in that. That's that's for sure. And and um, you know, just really not flinching when when things don't go our way uh, with the injuries in this case or anything for that matter. Um, and I think again, coming out the second half the way the guys did, um, again, just not flinching in that regard either. Right when things are going well and we're up like we were. Uh, to have the to have the leadership and, and the wherewithal and the poise to go back out there and and play it one play at a time. Sean, you touched on Kalil already, but for him to prepare for multiple roles in the offense and also for returns, just how hard is that for him to get ready for a game with that? And how did he hold up in all that? Yeah, again, um, you know, very poised young man, very mature for a rookie in particular. So I think it really goes back to his process, the way he prepares, the way he's humble. Um, and Josh does a great job too of just leading that offense, whether it be you know starting with walkthroughs, meetings, um, and getting them in the right mindset, the right frame of mind. Steph as well, and, and Mitch up front um, to to execute, and that's what it really takes is is that weak. 
process, that that day-to-day -day focus, um, in order to get the result that, that we had today. Right. So, you know, to pick up on that, Sean, I mean, Vaughn was emphatic about this, but but kind of listening to your response here, the the poise to, to kind of keep the foot on the gas in a game that you're well in control of. Vaughn said, well, you know, whether you're down 17 points, Baltimore, or you're in the position you're in today, he called it "don't blink." And I guess. Do you view it that way, that mindset that your team has? And to what degree do you find that player-driven versus a message that you have? Oh, 100% player-driven. Yeah, 100% player-driven. It's got to start with the leaders in the locker room and, and Vaughn and the names I've mentioned, Josh, uh, our captain group, um, and many more do a really good job of leading that. Um, so that's, I think that's a good thread in our DNA. Seems like they maybe were targeting uh, Kyrie a little bit early. How is that some of the rookie growing pains that he's just going to have to get through? And then what can he take away from that interception that he got there at the end of the first half? Yeah, um, you know there were things. There's a lot of things we can take away from this game. It wasn't all it wasn't all positive. So uh, we're, we'll continue to work. Kyrie will continue to work, and um, you know we got to make sure we're putting players in position uh, to be successful. And, and I think we are at times. But there's times we can do a better job too. And and Kyrie will continue to learn. Um, so uh, there's things we'll go back and watch. I know the guys in that locker room, the coaches as well, feel like, hey, there's there's some more left on the table that we got to go back to work and make the adjustments that we need to make, Jay, more than anything. And I think same with Kyrie in this case. Run defense. I mean, I know you always like like it when the defense is a little bit nasty too. They look like angry tacklers today in the run D in particular. What's your assessment of? And it's a top three run defense coming in today, and they hold it to 42. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a team effort, right? And, and Leslie did a good job on the defensive staff, um, you know, getting them through practice, giving them the looks they needed to see, the looks we were anticipating, and then adjusting through the game, too, because they, they made some hay early, I think, on the first drive. And, and then uh, I thought the press box communication down to the field was, was phenomenal, um, on, really on both sides of the ball. So um, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's important. And um, the players executed. I mean, you've got to be able to – went at the line of scrimmage, and I thought we did a good job of that, and it took some pressure off of us in other areas. Sean, to follow up a little bit on what Jay was asking about with Kyrie, just talking to him in the locker room, you had no idea that you had won by 35 minutes first career interception because he just said, I'm way better than what I showed today. Yeah. What have you seen from his makeup, you know, that, that side of things? Yeah, well, he's, it's important to him, and, and he takes it, takes it to heart, uh, which is all a good thing. Um, so... Um, you know, he, I think part of his learning learning will be just trying to unplug a little bit once in a while and, and uh, enjoy a win like this because it's hard to win. Uh, but I really appreciate how much pride he takes in doing his job and doing his job right and at a high level. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll just continue to work work with him and, and we'll grow and he'll grow and um, we'll just keep taking it one week at a time here. Going back to your effort defending against the run, you had Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips return today. How much did they factor into that effort, and what did you see from them? How did they come out of the game? We saw Jordan go down with an injury briefly. Yeah, I don't know the, the extent of that injury right now. Uh, I'll find out a little bit more here in a few minutes when I'm done here. And um, Again, just uh, good to have those guys back out there. We've, we've missed them for, I think, Ed since the first game and Jordan the last couple of weeks here, uh, but really appreciate the way players have, have stepped in. Uh, and then the, the added load that was on Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, uh, really appreciate the way those guys have stepped up. Yeah, I think it was a it was a good read by him. Good cut. Uh, the O line did a good job, and he, and he had looked like he had some blocking down the field. So um, those plays happen uh, not just because of one person, but because of the overall effort in that case on, on the offense. But um, habits carry over, right? From the way you practice to the game, usually that's what happens in this league. It's it's very very suddenly is it when you when you that they don't carry over one way or the other. So proud of the way he practiced. Proud of the way he prepared. About his celebration, not the most boisterous personality, but I didn't. He, I didn't even. He, he leapt into the stands and <laughs> embraced the embraced the fans there. How about yeah, that? I mean that's great, right? Here's a here's a young man that played at Georgia, uh, not really from around here, but he's he's adjusting and to know enough to to give Bills Mafia what what they what they so deserve, and I think that's pretty cool to watch uh, a young man have the wherewithal after his first touchdown to, and, and the awareness to to uh, celebrate with that with the fans. So that's, that's special. You think there might have been maybe a little bit of relief? 
some struggles in the early going for him and breaking through like that in this game? Uh, it's a feel-good moment for sure, right? You, you pray for that for these guys and especially young players like that. And, and uh, it is an adjustment to the NFL, and, and he's making he's in the process of making that. And you got to go right back to the drawing board here uh, come Monday. So. John, four or five games, you've uh, pitched shutouts uh, defensively in the second half, just seven points allowed all season in the second half. What has been going so right defensively after halftime for you guys? Uh, you know, I just think again, going back to the the communication the coaches have, and and from the booth to the to the sideline, and then the communication at halftime to the players and the adjustments that they're making. Um, as I mentioned, I think even going back to preseason, Jay, that's uh, that's important for us. Um, yeah, that's and then the execution. Is this a good learning lesson for the younger players to play in weather conditions like this, knowing they were getting to November and December? Oh yeah, um, you know, as you guys know, very rarely is it a, um, you know, f f uh, was it is the wind a five mile per hour wind here? Um, we got a, we had a dry day, which is you can check that box, uh, but the wind was the way it was. So I think it's learning for for all new players on our team. Sam, uh, as a punter, T Bass and Reed have been around it a few years, but. Um, you know, I thought there were some good moments there and some moments that we have to learn from because we'll, we'll be playing in it again. All right, thanks, guys. Sean McDermott and the Bills breeze, he wouldn't put it that way, passed the Pittsburgh Steelers today 38-3. to Celebration awareness is, is a thought I've never had before. We've heard a, we've heard a lot, but a <laughs> good awareness to celebrate. I like it. Bills 4-1, and one, and it's Kansas City on the road next week. I bet you all knew that. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. We'll be right back. This is Buffalo Bills football. Josh back to throw. Lost one right down the middle. This one is caught by Shakir at the three. Heads into the end zone. Yet another Buffalo touchdown. Khalil Shakir gets into the act. A 24-yard lofted pass from Josh Allen. That one of four Josh Allen first half touchdown passes on the day. Eye on the quarterback is brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Just quickly on the day, Allen, 20 of 31, 424, four touchdowns, one pick, ran the ball five times for 42 yards. Case Keenum may be already getting excited for the money he'll make next year on a, on a new team. The way Trubisky parlayed being Josh Allen's backup and, you know, sneaking into some blowouts to uh, – a nice contract with Pittsburgh. We'll see what happens. Keenan's been around. 38-3, the final today. The Chiefs are next. Holy cow. The magnitude, well, in a way, <laughs> the magnitude of that game next week with the playoff history and just how great the Bills look and, for the most part, how great the Chiefs look, too. Who knows uh, what whether the Bills are going to be able to you know, pass that test. Um, can't wait. And, you know, it's big in those ways. It's week six, right? It, right. It's, it's big enough in the standings to measure up to, I think, uh, the anticipation just to see these two teams on the same field again and whether the Bills can handle it. Because if they are the class of the conference and win most of their games, this could be the difference between that first round bye and not. Right. It, 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 it's important to have in our minds how early in the year it is though like you just said because the bills won this game last year in kansas city and still ended up having to go to kansas city in the divisional round because the chiefs ended up with a better record so you know you got to take care of all your business the bills certainly look like a team that's capable of doing that and you know four and one here through five weeks looks the part of a team that could win 13 games you just you know you got to get this one if kansas city's going to have that same kind of year you just want to have that leg up on them if you can get it Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. We'll get back to your calls at 803-0550. We've got Alex next. Hi, Alex. Alex? No. Uh, Brendan instead. Hi, Brendan. Hey, guys. So I'm really excited about the Chiefs game next week because, I mean, like last year, I called last year, and I was worried about them just because we blew out the Texans 40 nothing. But I'm excited because, I mean, it's a new it's a new team, and, that just the Chiefs aren't – I mean, the Chiefs are good, but the Chiefs just aren't as good as I think. I mean, the Bills can kind of handle them. Um, and I'm also excited about seeing Elam and 
Trey White, when that happens, come come back together. I mean, I'm excited for that. Um, but, yeah, that's it. And also, um, Gabe Davis, I'm excited because I don't think that he's uh, hurt anymore. I think we can kind of get rid of those those talks saying that um, Gabe Davis might be hurt and kind yeah, of. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I, I I'd say he he looked healthy. Yeah, I mean, you know, we 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 were. I was hopeful for that. Just looking at what he, how he ran and cut in practice compared to how he was running and cutting in the last couple of games that he played in, uh, where I think he was almost, I would say, pretty clearly hampered by that injury. Um, I mean, all he did was just rip the top off of that defense today, right from the first drive on. So he did, you know, he, he yeah, I'd say he looks healthy. I, I don't know about you know measuring Kansas City based on what they've been. They they look excellent. I, I think the Bills and Chiefs look like the two best teams in the league, not just the conference. Um, so I, you know, it, it's a big test. It's one thing to you know give up a bunch of yards and but still manage to keep Kenny Pickett and the Steelers out of the end zone with this banged up secondary. You're going to want all hands on deck. Poyer, um, you know, hopefully is back because that Kansas City offense is. I mean, that's the most potent offense they'll see all year. Trey White, do we know anything new? I mean, he's eligible. Than, right. He just he, he, they, they have a 21-day window to activate him once he starts practicing, but he hasn't even begun practicing. So I'm assuming he's not going to be activated in time for this game. That's it's tough. It's starting to feel more and more to me like they're just going to wait till the bye. That's tough. He was hurt on Thanksgiving. Yep. Here is Frankie next. Hello. How's it going? Great, Frankie. Thanks for calling. How are you? Doing great. Hey, I would just, uh, I actually think the Bills really need, uh, well, actually, first of all, I'd like to thank the refs of the Bucks falcons game for the correct call and the rough in the passer on Tom Brady. That was one of the worst. You know, I, I felt mm-hmm. bad for Tom there. That was not good. And then um, for the Bills, they barely beat the Rams, the Titans, and the Steelers by over 20 points by, you know, really not running the football. And even today, they barely won by, 30, won by 35 points by beating the Steelers, and they didn't run. They they clearly – I think they need to run more. Um, okay, thanks. The Brady hit. No one necessarily knows what this guy's talking about. So Brady got a pretty generous – Roughing the passer call to help Tampa clinch their game today. The referee, Jerome Boger, is the referee from the Bills game last week, and Allen got one. Not as bad as this, but no, this was this was horrendous. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's you know you, you you always want to be careful about saying it's the worst call I've ever seen because you know <laughs> there there are probably bad calls that I, I'm forgetting, but I just did not see anything worthy of the flag on that play. Would have ended a Tampa drive. And get, I think that would have been like fourth and 15 or something yep. if that sack had stood. Right. Punting late down by five. Atlanta was going to get the ball back with a chance to drive and win the game. Uh, and so I don't know why anyone would feel bad for Tom uh, about that. He was because... kidding about the whole thing. Oh, oh. The I whole see. thing was sarcasm. Uh, sorry to have to explain it to any, anybody, but uh, yes, I think that's well, what just, what just happened. I don't know why I was pretending to, like, or, or yeah, no. to the no. show straight. No. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just move forward, Bulldog. We'll get better. 38-3 Bills. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. This is Buffalo Bills football. Snap to Josh. Looks downfield. Going to throw it. Sets up deep. Throwing deep. Looks downfield for Gabe Davis again. He makes a one-under catch. Goes into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Holy mackerel, they did it again. 62 yards. Gabe Davis made a spectacular one-handed catch. He was in a hand fight all the way down the field. 62-yard touchdown throw. Three catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns, and that wasn't even the longest one of the day. 98 on the first series of the game. Difference maker of the game today is Gabriel Davis, and it is brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. It's a field position game, Bulldog. It's a game of field position. Pin them back. We've been told that. We have been told that many, many times. This team really has broken the mold. They're one of a a number of teams that have that have done that. Like somebody, we just had it happen. 
somebody calling in to talk about the Bills not running the ball better or more is joking. <laughs> like right. you kind of yeah. you kind of wonder automatically like right away is this person joking? Yeah. You know, Romo said this you don't need the running game when you have this. When you have Allen, you don't need it. You know, there are times when you wish you could be better at that. This was not a game where the Bills really struggled at all. It was irrelevant. You know, the numbers are fine. There's just not many plays in terms of rushes. And of course, Allen it's just such easy yardage when when he takes off. So, not really a meaningful angle to this game they've just these big plays were far <laughs> were easily enough for them to pull away from pittsburgh mike shope and the bulldog here bills four and one kansas city next week this game got feisty it did anybody like at fault you know what you have two plays where Pickett is hit and it's hamlin on the first one and a lineman takes him out uh and the play is considered legal the hit by Hamlin is considered legal. I mean, it's tough to see a quarterback get hit like that, um, but it wasn't in the head. Um, You know, if Allen gets hit like that, we're probably flipping out, uh, or at least some people are. I I, I didn't mind. They were were convinced on the telecast, everyone, like there was an agreement there that that should have been a penalty. So, um, you know, I'm hearing that and going, I don't know. To me, it was pretty clean, Um, but – the Steelers reacted the way I think you'd expect a team to react when their quarterback mm-hmm. gets hit that way. Um, the second, the second one, I, I don't know that Lawson needs. I mean, I, I think the second one was dirtier than the first one. Is is what I would say. I mean, it's it's a you know Lawson's just trying to make a play there, but you grab a guy's leg like that, um, you know that can be. I, I understand why Pickett reacted the way he did. I do too, but I think I want to defend Lawson for that because he is diving at Pickett who is running. And it just and it just happened wrong, right? Like he sort of dives at him, and he gets his lower leg, and he sort of twists him, which you know probably hurt. And Pickett yeah, that, gets well, up. When, when I saw the replay, I was surprised Pickett hopped up as quickly as. Yeah, he. yeah. So I mean, there are rules, uh, but I think maybe that one where it's like a split second thing, I can yeah. see how there, there might not have been like a cheap shot intended or anything like that, and then you get uh, you get what followed. Well, not not that there was any doubt about Allen coming out of this game, and I'm trying to rem- I, I I think a- after one of those fracases, if you will, um, I thought get Allen out of the game. Like I don't need some Steeler feeling like they need to, you know, like score points by taking a shot at our guy because their guy got some shots on him. Um, so I was relieved when Allen got out of the game. This team is such a beast. Like as good as they are, that's most of it. But there is like a there is an attitude with these bills. Like they make it hurt. And and I don't mean like running up the score exactly. They do throw the ball when they're way ahead. Like that's their offense. They they seemed like they wanted whether it was Diggs a hundred yards or, or Allen to get because th- that last possession that the offense, the number one guys were on the field for, they just came out throwing and Diggs Believe me, I was paying attention because I had digs over 100 yards on a four-leg parlay, and it was the last leg I needed. And so thank you for every single one of those steps, Stefan Diggs. Um, but they, they didn't need to be running their offense there, really. But, you know, I, I don't know if it was, again, 100 yards for Diggs or Allen to set a, a career best or, or what they were after there. Um, but when, when, when that happened, coupled with how chippy it got, I was relieved to see the number ones get on the bench. Yeah. It's just, you know, again, I'm I'm trying to make a point that isn't so much about throw versus run. It's just like there is a physical aspect to the Bills that it just like it burns, you know, and I th- I think they're cocky. I don't think that's bad, you know, usually it's mm-hmm. it's it's natural for the way this team wins. I mean, they've won so many games by big scores. Um they've yet to get to the big prize yet, but there is definitely, you know, a strut to these bills. And I think like I it's not necessarily much to talk about. I mean, I've said it a lot though. I think the Miami game showed this and even Baltimore. Like the, they are a team with a target. You know, like yep. it's a it's a big game. The way Allen, not just that he's good, but the way he plays too. Like there is a physical I don't know if I want to say intimidation. You'd have to be intimidated, but they have that feature. They have that aspect to them that, you know, in a game like this, 
that's underneath what happens in these situations, you know, late late in the game, or it can be. It might have been with Lawson. It might have been with with the second of the two plays on Pickett. All right, timeout here, 38-3 the final. Before we get to the break, Derek just had the scores. The Rams and Cowboys have just traded long touchdowns since. Cooper Cup, 75 yards, and then Tony Pollard for Dallas. So it's 16-10, Dallas at the Rams. Eight minutes to go in the half still. Be right back. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Snap. Josh handles it. Back to throw. Pocket collapsing. Fires a deep one downfield. Looking for Gabe Davis. Makes the catch at midfield. He's going to sail into the end zone. Gabe Davis at the 20. At the 10. Touchdown. Holy mackerel. 98 yards. Touchdown. Gabe Davis on third and 10 at their own two. That's the way to start. Holy mackerel. The Buffalo Bills reclaimed the top spot in the AFC East after their 38-3 thumping of the Pittsburgh Steelers at Highmark Stadium, taking only the third offensive play of the game to get the lead and never look back. Josh Allen, 424 yards. That's a career-high passing with four touchdowns on the afternoon. Allen did also tie for the lead in rushing yards, 42 yards on five carries. Devin Singletary also had 42 yards rushing on the afternoon. Gabriel Davis looks healthy once more. He led the Bills with three catches for 171 yards and two touchdowns. Khalil Shakir, James Cook, both scoring their first career touchdowns in this game as well. Despite the injuries to Buffalo's roster, the Bills' defense, their usual selves, only allowing three points in this one, including the first interception for rookie Kyer Elam. What's next for the Bills? A trip back on the road. Potential revenge game against the Kansas City Chiefs. That one being next week Sunday, a 425 kickoff. You can hear it right here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Around the NFL, 4 o'clock slate of games going on right now. The 49ers up 17-3 on Carolina. Dallas up 16-10 on the Rams, while the Eagles hold a 14-7 lead on the Cardinals. Games from earlier today, the Jets giving the Bills an assist by putting a beat down on Miami, 40-17. Tampa Bay wins after a controversial penalty penalty and beating Atlanta, 21-15. The Chargers hold on after a missed field goal. They beat the Browns, 30-28. The Saints outduel the Seahawks 39-32. The Texans and Jaguars 13-6 for Houston to win in that one. Earlier today, the Giants moving to 4-1 with a 27-22 win over Green Bay in London. Scores around the league delivered by UPS. Stores of Western New York, every ing for small business all in one place. I'm Derek Kramer for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. One last look for traffic around the stadium. We kick it over to Lucas Buckley. It's looking a lot better around the stadium uh, since the last check. Southwestern Boulevard, Big Tree Road, uh, looking a lot better uh, since the last time we came to you here. 219 northbound as well, uh, looking better. It's actually snaking up now, that band of congestion, uh, snaking up onto the 90, up even towards the uh, 190 merger, but it's really isolated between this. So the merger with the 219 and the 90 right there where they uh, kind of intersect all the way up to the 190 is where we're seeing some uh, Heavy congestion was hoping to see clear out a little bit once expanded to uh, from that two-lane traffic that you see on the 219. But right now looking right at the 400, uh, still moving quite under speed uh, as that band of traffic from the stadium moves up. However, once you get past the 190, you're looking a lot better. Looking at William Street moving quite well and uh, really once you're past William Street, you should be golden. Really, the 219 northbound, uh, that upper stretch of it, and the length of the 90 eastbound up until the 190 interchange are going to be your biggest problem spots, but once you're past that interchange, you'll be moving much better. This traffic update brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing from Ireland to Buffalo, the best ales in the world. For the Buffalo Bills Radio Network, I'm Lucas Buckley. Snap to Pickett, back to throw, fires one down the left side, picked off, intercepted by Kair Elam at the Buffalo Bills 43-yard line. He goes right down there, Deontay Johnson the intended target, and he touched him down. Just incredible how the Bills have this this injury major issue this year, and yet they have largely been unaffected by it, at least on the scoreboard. Just this was a theme throughout the CBS broadcast today, too. Oh, he's a backup? Look at him. Morris makes a great catch. The Shakir touchdown. James Cook's run. Just like time after time. You know, Elam, not a backup exactly, but a rookie. Just time after time, right. you have replacement players, if you will, making big impacts for the Bills. Just it's a it's a, one of many reasons to love their chances is with excellent players out of the lineup, they can win games by five touchdowns. 
Right. I mean, two two of the very best players on the field last week in Baltimore were the Bills linebacker, their usual duo of Milano and Edmonds. Edmonds doesn't play today, and all the Bills do is give up three points. Yeah. Just, you know, like, no problem. He, I don't know if you've seen this. I want to mention it because, you know, it, it, it can get challenging to find interesting ways to talk about what we're watching here, like just how explosive they can be. Um, I mean, that today there was a return to the explosiveness of this offense, as evidenced by this. Our old buddy Jerry Sullivan tweeted this a little bit ago, and I retweeted it. Four touchdown drives today that took a combined two minutes and 44 seconds of clock time, covering 263 yards in just eight plays. Crazy. That is insane. Like, I can't even really, like, pro- I, I don't know. It's, such a, it's a particular thing, and, like, I, I don't know how to compare it, to it but it's just that, that sort of mind-boggling. Four touchdown drives of three plays or less in this game. They also fumbled at the goal line. Right. Right. That, no points. And got intercepted in the end zone. And got intercepted in the end zone. That's right. They don't punt until the starters are out. Kind of a normal thing for them. Well, Kansas City, I mean, this is it. This game is it. Still only the regular season, even the first half of the regular season, but here we go. Yep. Chiefs play tomorrow night, home to the Raiders. Is this yeah, a different... Short, short week for them. Short week. Is this a different psychology for the Bills than for Kansas City? I mean, the Bills did beat them in the regular season, and this is still only the regular season, so... I don't know. Like, I wonder how the, you know, the ways these teams think of each other compares. Yeah, I, I'd be, I, I, you know, I don't know. We're probably going to hear a lot of stuff this week, and none of it will probably really give us an honest uh, idea of how they really feel about the Bills. There'll be a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of compliments, I'm sure, going both ways. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, do they are, – are the Bills in their hair exactly? Like, not really. They, the, the Bills did beat them there in the regular season, but when it's mattered, KC is 2-0 in the playoffs against them. So, like, I don't know. They, they, might, they might sort of feel – and their fan base might feel a little bit like we felt about going to Miami. You know? Like, oh, yeah, 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 have your fun. I know this is like a huge game for you. This is just, this is just, week, this is just week three for us. Not that big a deal. Maybe they feel that way about this because, you know, they still had home field at least over the Bills last year and ultimately for the AFC title game too, um, even though the Bills beat them head-to-head last year. So, I don't know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll sort of, you know, downplay it. It's uh, – as the, the rivalry evolves, you know, last year the Bills go there and really took it to Kansas City, and we read a lot about – how focused their offseason was on beating the Chiefs. That's the Rousseau and Basham draft picks and just certain schemes and play calls that were put into use for Kansas City that the Bills had been sitting on and planning toward all summer. And the Dolphin game this year was talked about that way from Miami's side, Mm -hmm. that there was a special effort to beat the Bills, the team that they have to go through to win the division. And a lot of emotion and you know planning, all, all everything goes into that. Here, you've had the playoff meeting since I don't know, like Sean McDermott and Andy Reid have had three chances, at least two in terms of Kansas City. But the Bills, with all that attention on their game there last year, you you are not holding anything back. These other games, like those are playoff games, and the Bills' point about the regular season game too. You know, it's let's go, Just start over. You, you, you've seen them, they've seen you these three times, four actually, the year, the, the first year they met in the regular season here. Yep, yep. So very familiar with each other. I don't know, I guess I'm saying I think there might be less room for those kinds of, you know, not gimmicks, but strategies, you know, just, yeah, this is oversimplifying it, but roll the ball out, right? Like, we, we know everything about you. You know everything about us. We've been through this time and again. Let's roll the ball out. Let's kick it off and, and play. Yep. And if the Bills can't stop the Chiefs the way teams you know, a few times this year have been unable to stop the Bills, maybe both of these quarterbacks will throw for 500 yards next Sunday. Yeah, let's see, uh, let's see that. The Lions and Seahawks thought they were all fancy. Right. 48-45. Right. 
Seahawks did another, had another game like that today in New Orleans, but uh, 39-32 maybe they lost? Yep, that's the final. Yep. All right. 38-3, the final here today. It started, I mean, I'm going back to, well, you know, after the, the first Davis touchdown even. It started as a game, just quickly, that reminded me of last year's game with the Steelers, where it was just a little bit weird. The the fumbled kickoffs, both teams, mm-hmm. right away, and the 98-yard touchdown pass, and, you know, like the missed field goal, blocked field goal. What is, what is this game actually going to look like? Because Pittsburgh, not by everybody, but talked about a team that, you know, smoke and mirrors a little bit. With bad quarterback play, they were able to make the playoffs last year. Come on, they're not actually as good as, as their record. Not this year so much. And that's how I was thinking about this game as it was starting. Like, Pittsburgh has this sort of, I don't know, this weird way of, of staying in games when they might be overmatched, and that is not, of course, how we ended. <laughs> that, no, that idea yeah. went away. I mean, really, T.J. Watt is such a such a difference maker up front for them. They've been without him since the opener. They probably, well, probably, they almost definitely do not beat the Bengals in that opener without him, the plays he made in that game before he got hurt. Um, and, like, a big part of this game today was the Steelers. I mean, they just could not get near Allen really at all. I mean, they just couldn't, they just couldn't get home at all. He really had time to let that downfield stuff develop, and, man, they just didn't miss on a, on a pretty damn windy day, too. We'll get back to the locker room next. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Welcome back. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog. Post-game coverage. The Bills all over the Steelers, 38-3. to Back to the locker room now. We'll hear from Gabe Davis, Kyer Elam, and Mar Hamlin in that order. It's brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. As soon as I lined up, I saw the type of coverage they were playing, and I knew that the safety was a he was a little bit out leveraged when he lined up, and I knew um, it'd be big if I just did what I was supposed to do. And luckily, once I looked back, I see Josh, you know, releasing the ball, and I knew it was going to be big, big, be a big play. I didn't know it was going to be 98 yards, but um, you know, I was just happy to be able to come down with that and, and make that big run. A lot of people talking about the ankle and where you're at. Does a 98-yard touchdown with that much yak kind of answer the questions there? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I've been feeling, you know, feeling good the uh, past couple of weeks. Uh, um, you know, sometimes this this game takes a toll on everybody, and I've, I've had my time, but I'm feeling good, feeling better, and uh, you know, back doing what I do. Second touchdown, the one-handed. Take us through that one. Um, I knew I had to put something on the ball to be able to get a chance uh, to make a play on it. Um, I feel like he yeah, had my left arm a little bit. I was going to try and snag it with one. I feel like I, I got grip on it, but then he hit my arm, and the ball kind of went into him, and. I was able to put my other hand up under him and, and just fight for the ball and be able to take it away. Hey, when you're in that rhythm, you know, just when things are clicking for you, just take me inside your mind. What's that like? Um, you know, you just feel like, you know, no one can stop you. Uh, you feel like you're the best man on the field, and every time the ball comes your way, you're able to make a play on it. Offensively, you guys have had to take the long road to the end zone a lot this season. The explosive plays were there today. When you're in the huddle and you're hitting 15, 20, 30 yard plays, time after time, what's it like in that huddle? Um, yeah, I mean, we know we got the guys to do it and we have the ability to do it. Um, so when we have games like that where it's, where it's executing really well, we have to know that that's the standard and um, when those plays are called, we got to make it happen. Sorry, Kyrie, I just walked over. Can you just walk us through the interception, you know, what you saw on the play and how it came about? Yeah, man, I was just, honestly, I was uh, I was just sinking and uh, read the quarterback eyes, and I just tried to just go up and show off my ball skills and go make a play. Um, I'm just, I was uh, super happy. I didn't even know what to do. But, you know, I mean, I got a lot of work to do. Um, I feel like I got to, I have to do better, you know, because I feel like I, I have the ability where, I have a, I have a lot of ability that, that I feel like I could have did better. You know, I say that that moment was uh, was big for you. You know, just can you take me inside your mind what the adrenaline rush was like right then and there? All week in practice, I was getting my hands on the ball. You know, and I, I really I credit that to my preparation. Um, all week in practice, I thought I had a great week to to, um, to go out there and have a great game, but um, I didn't, man. I gotta be I gotta do better. I gotta be a lot better, man. It's just I. I know I can make those plays that I uh, that, that on that back shoulder, especially on that hitch and pickings. But um, next play, you know, I kept my confidence and I was able to make a play, which helped his team win. 
How important was it to make this team one-dimensional? You know, they had to start throwing after they were down a while. How, how much does that make your job, I guess, maybe a little bit easier knowing that they have to do that? Um, yeah, we, we, I mean, after, you know, we stopped the running, you know, we had to keep our goal was to make it – our goal for the game was to make it one-dimensional and, and keep everything in front of us. Um, I think offense did a heck of a job. I give credit to those guys, and, and our front did a great job of stopping the run. You know, I have to do a lot better of uh, just making my plays a man-to-man because um, I know I could do a lot better, and I practice way better than I, you know, I did. But, you know, I, I'm going to keep getting better, and I'm going to just keep striving. What do you think about the defensive performance, being able to hold the Steelers to just three points? Um, I, I think we did. Our, I think we did our job. Uh, you know, we we had a good week of practice. Um, focus on the game plan. Focus on executing and communication, and we did just that. Literally, we did everything we did in practice. So, uh, you know, it, it's good to get the result uh, after putting the work in. A couple of weeks ago, it was you and Jaquan out there at safety together. A little bit of ups and downs there. How do you feel like you did together this time out? Why you say ups and downs? What makes you say ups and downs? Now, because there were a couple of plays you guys gave up that you did not give up this time around. I mean, uh, that happens any game, you know. Any, any, any. We all in the NFL. Any player can make a uh, play, but um, you know, today we just executed. We had a good game plan, and you know, no matter who's out there, you no, know, if it's safety, corner, linebacker, D line, um, it's a standard. So we just upholding the standard of, of the program, you know, and, and, and taking it to the next level. Is that a defense's dream to kind of make them one dimensional like that? I mean, what once you get up like that, they have to start throwing. Is that your dream, basically, to kind of get them in that position? I definitely is the dream. That's the goal every week. Uh, make a team one-dimensional that's how you win that's how you minimize them from um, like making plays and being able to control the game so yeah making them one-dimensional is, is definitely always the goal what would you say from your perspective what's the hit on Kenny that kind of incited a bit of a reaction from both teams I mean you see it won the flag so um, but like I told him on the field you my brother I ain't, I ain't out here trying to play dirty or hurt you and he know that so um, you know I'm, I'm I'm playing within the within the lines of the game, you know. If you supposed to slide, you got slide, or you gonna get hit. <laughs> How about Kyrie getting his first pick? What was that? It just hit me through like kind of your emotions for seeing him be able to get his first pick in the NFL. It was amazing. Um, you know, I was just a rookie last year, so I know the pressures and everything that comes with being a rookie. You know, and having to start and and be like a a premier guy in the beginning of your career like that is it's it's a lot on your plate. You know, so. Um, just to see him get that, that breakthrough right there is, is good for him. I'm so happy for him. Okay, again, that was Davis, Elam, and Hamlin. The Bills route the Steelers 38-3. This game's already in the past. Kansas City next week, 425. Uh, I'm sure you'll be with us then for that game. Can't wait for it already. Super cool. Huge matchup next week. Thanks again for listening. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. This is Buffalo Bills football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.